Only Three Lads is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family, home to some of the best music podcasts on the planet. Visit PantheonPodcast.com to discover more. And if you like what we do on O3L, we kindly ask you to please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. It really helps us more than you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are rolling, coming down in three, two, and one. That was dramatic. It was dramatic, wasn't it? It Welcome. It really was. It is time for another exciting episode of the Only Three Lads podcast, where each and every week we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999, episode 162. I am Uncle Greg, and of course, we have the Roctologist, the man who has all the answers to your music trivia questions. Brett Fargo. I do. And I showed that on display last night. Yes. He was talking about uh, you were doing trivia with your group. Yeah. And tell them about the question that you nailed. So we had two questions. One was a kind of a cream puff. Dave Grohl was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in whatever year it was with the Foo Fighters. What was the other band that he was inducted into oh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Cheese with? and rice. That one's coming. Come on. Is that even why is that even a question? But yeah, that was so one of the first questions. One. Okay. Yeah. So that was the, the second one was what was the name of Prince's debut album that came out the year before his self-titled album in 1979? You know, because I think where people go first is, well, it must be called Prince. Oh, no. That was his second album. But his first one was not called that. It was not. I would have never got this one, but of course you nailed it. I did. It was called For You. Is it any good? Yeah, it's good. I don't think there's ever been a Prince. No, I take that back. There have been some Prince albums that I did not like. I think from the 90s on, it, it was kind of hit and miss. There's some it. good albums. Or but until then, I don't think there was a Prince album that I did not like. What do you think happened? Do you think he was just kind of... I don't know, disconnected, maybe just trying to do certain different things. What happened in the 90s to Prince? Yeah, you know, I think what it was, was uh, I kind of blame New Jack Swing. Really? Yeah, New Jack Swing, I think, did no favors to a lot of the old guard of R&B, funk, and soul artists. It's too mechanical in the field to me. Remember K7? A zoom, a zoom, zoom, and a boom, boom. Yo, Mm -hmm. shake your butt. Like all that. That was like New Jack, wasn't it? Yeah. And then they tried to go, you know, hard and go hip hop. And that wasn't really a fit either. But remember when uh, Hammer went all gangster rap? Because at first he was like, like, that was a disaster. Like, have you ever seen the Arsenio Hall? You know, when he's putting on the beanie and he's ready to, he's going to shoot up the neighborhood. It's just, that wasn't, I mean, he's a preacher now. That was all, that's not him. Well, I know. That was when he did that song, Pumps in a Bump. Oh, I mean, geez. That's, that's not very gangster. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a boom. I don't even know that song, but I'm sure it's terrible. No, that's pretty much it. 
That's oh, pretty really? much the song. You nailed it. Did, did I Pumps really think in that? Pumps, Pumps in a bump. Pumps in a Yeah. I, yeah. Crystal, whatever it was. It's like, um, there's a lot of great rap out there that likes like the storytelling and the way how it's like really a, a marker for history. I think that's what art should do. But then when you get into these, you know, kind of like modes where it's just like dance or just, I'm all for fun, but sometimes it just gets too ridiculous. Like one person, you know, like little John Crystal and Chalice, and then everyone starts yeah, doing it. Crunk. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, I get it. That's not for me. But but you know what? Little John did have a great computer game back in the probably mid two thousands. Often at work, we would find ourselves playing this game instead of actually work. Well, we would wait till our work was done, and it was this game called Crunk Juice. And there's an actual name for it where you like you slide a bottle across a table and try to get it closest to the edge or whatever and then you know other people can knock it off and stuff so it was it was a virtual version of that and every time you would do something good he would go yeah and every time you do something bad he shout some sort of expletive huh but it was quite enjoyable yeah he had a lot of great hits though you know he had that run in the early well, 2000s and i don't yeah. know what he's doing now probably he had a lot of hits yeah i don't know probably. if i would use the word great but he well, had a lot of hits. Yeah. A lot of people liked a lot of the things that he did. How about that? Yes. We'll, maybe we'll not go Brett. With that. Maybe not we'll Brett. Go with that. No. And maybe not me. Maybe not you. But a lot of people did. Well, I feel like today we're talking about probably the opposite of Lil John. Well, maybe. Well, of course, we're going to be talking about the Cruel World show coming up this weekend. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, I'm so glad to see festivals like this just be so huge and so successful to show um, people, programmers and TV stations and late night TV that this music is still viable and there's mm -hmm. still people out there making great music and having a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Um, I'm not going to be there, but hopefully I can stream it. That's what I'm hoping. We will miss you. Now you're going. I am going. I will definitely be there. I was there last year. I had tickets to the original one that was supposed to happen in 2020. And of course, you know, thanks COVID. COVID. Yeah. There's two years of delays. We wondered if it was even going to happen at all. And then when it finally happened last year, it was definitely worth it. This is a festival that is geared really towards classic alternative music fans. In other words, O3L listeners. Yes. Last year, it had an incredible lineup, including Morrissey, Bauhaus, Devo, Blondie, Psychedelic Furs, Public Image Limited, Violent Femmes, The Church, The Damned, English Beat, Missing Persons. There were so many, and there were a whole lot of new acts that kind of fit into the whole punk, new wave, goth, post-punk, dark wave. It was a gathering of tribes that brought back, I know, a lot of memories but you know the 80s package tours that are like, hey, here's a replacement keyboardist from Kaja Gugu. Right. All right. Now here's a guy who, if you squint really hard, he may have been in Glass Tiger. They just reek of nostalgia. I feel like our generation, we always kind of thought that we might be above that because, you know, you look at like the, hey, it's the hippie rock package tour. And we're like, all right, old timers. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of now turning into that, you know, where we get these guys that maybe had fleeting success or partial members of bands and stuff. I don't feel any of that kind of whiff of cheap nostalgia, shall we say, at Cruel World. It still all feels really relevant. So I'm really happy that they're doing it again this year. I can't wait. Yes, I will be there. They have assembled another very impressive lineup. I actually got the set times I'm looking at right now. You do? Oh, I, I don't do. have them yet. I oh. have not. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yes. Well, so I'll be picking your brain. Because I can't be like picking the top five because there's there's no way. I mean, there's so much great stuff. And um, thank God I'm not there because I would have anxiety because I'm missing one band to watch this other band. There's a lot of crossover and bands that I would want to see. So uh. I'm just going to talk about how when I get there, what I'm going to do if I can stay sober enough to go through my day and who I would want to watch, but I have five who I will watch their whole set. So that's right. what I kind of do with my list. Cool. Well, I'm going to go with the five that I'm looking the most forward to seeing. Oh, and by the way, Greg, just so you know, I cannot tell you the number of people who have asked me, Hey, are you going to cruel world? And then I tell them I'm going and they go, Oh, is Greg going? And then I tell them you're not. And they go, 
Oh. They're going, woohoo, yeah, you no, like but thank you. I, see, I, I seriously <laughs> think it's a toss-up whether people are more disappointed that you're not going or that I am going. <laughs> so. Well, I would like I said, I, I'm I'm going to be in Southern California in June. Yeah. And so I had to pick my poison when I wanted to go. Um, I wish I could go. Like one of these days, my goal is to get press passes for us at the yes. cool world. We can be backstage doing this podcast, trying to get interviews. Even if it's not live, we can like interview the people and then make a podcast out of it. That will be my goal. And I, you know how like, you know, you're pie in the sky or wishing upon a star makes no difference yeah. who you are that's, that sort of that's, crap yep yep exactly um, i would love to get like like someone's like hey we got to give these guys press passes and then we're backstage like we would know more you would know more than anybody back there trying to be cool and asking you know like love and rockets so you were in a band Bauhaus, and um you know tell me about some of the crazy music you made in the 80s <laughs> uh, you know you, we could actually ask them you know last year you were here with Bauhaus. And Peter Murphy, I know you would like to take a brick and bang him in the head with it. So this year you came back as, you know, Love and Rockets. And actually, this podcast kind of announced Love and Rockets at Cruel World a little early, if you recall, because it was uh, Julian Shaw Taylor, yep. who was on with us a few months ago, who works with David J, who was like, yeah, Bauhaus is never going to be together again. That's and, right. Um, he was telling us it's like, you know, there's there's divisions in the camp. But David J said he'll never be in Bauhaus again. And yep. Daniel Ash, uh, I think he agrees. And those two guys, they're going out as Love and Rockets. And uh, just to give you a little hint, they will be on the Outsider stage starting at 8.15. Ooh, 8.15. Okay, perfect. Perfect, perfect. Right before Susie Sue. There we go. And speaking of Julian Shaw Taylor, he will be there. So I will hopefully run into him. I'm going to be there with my son, Julian, my brother, Brian, my good friend of nearly three decades. Shout out to Grant Harvey, a.k.a. Harv. Harv so, is going to be there. Harv is going to be there. So if anybody wants to say hi, hit us up on any of our socials. And I'm also going to try to uh, smuggle in some O3L stickers, which I don't even know if I've told you this, Greg. Our good friend, Dr. Don, generously ordered a bunch of O3L stickers for us. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Don. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Don. So. And let me guess, Harv is not going to be the designated driver. Harv has got like a name, like he's going to Harv when he's there. Party hard. He goes Harv. <laughs> he parties Harvey. Yes. All right. Well, sure. that's great. Good. Good for you, Harv. I would be the same way because um, I was recently at a festival while watching Grey Days. My buddies in Grey Days play uh, the yeah. U Fest. And that's where I found this band. The Warning. Ever heard of The Warning? Uh, last week. Well, because we talked about it, huh? Yeah. Again, my, my, my son says that I have dementia and I'm starting to really kind of buy into it because yes, we did. So I'm really been listening to them a lot because they're pretty awesome, but I, I would really want to get hammered if I went to the cruel world show. I think I would start early and uh, have to be wheelbarrowed out of their light. This year, it might be a little bit easier. Last year, it touched, I believe, three digits, the temperatures, and it was terrible and the water situation and the food situation was awful fortunately it was a great experience just because the music was fantastic the people were all pretty cool this year it's only supposed to be 80 knock on wood that's what the forecast says right now right so so then gentlemen if you're bringing your wife girlfriend a friend who happens to have a vagina always remember you're gonna have to talk to her about bringing a hoodie because what happens is during the day it's hot there, you know, but they could tie it around their waist. Mm. When the sun goes down, that air comes off the ocean, then they're cold and they're going to want to leave. And then you got to tell them no. And then they're pissed off at you. Even if it's, if you have to tie it around your waist all day, you know, hide alcohol in your pants. It helps that anyways. Um, but bring something that they could put on so that they're not cold when the sun goes down. That's my right. advice. Well, that sexist remark does not necessarily mirror the opinion am i wrong though i mean i'm not actually I'm not, i won't say either way actually what i'm saying is like i'm looking out for the ladies that, how chivalrous of you yeah you know because like here in arizona <laughs> it kind of happens around the fall and spring during the day it's hot as balls and as soon as the sun goes down it's not hot as balls anymore it's kind of chilly and it hits you really hard and if it's going to be 80 during the day that means it'll get down to 65 at night and okay. if you're on the outskirts of the crowd it's going to be going, I'm cold. 
You want to leave? I'm cold. Well, Is I will not cold? be going with anybody with female body parts this year. So yeah. I guess I don't have to worry about that. But back to this incredible lineup. <laughs> Shift the gears boom, out of this one. So these are the artists that are in the pool that we will be picking from today. Susie, of course, Susie Sue, Iggy Pop, Billy Idol, The Human League, Love and Rockets, Echo and the Bunnymen, Adam Ant, Molchat Doma, Gary Newman, Boy Harsher, Modern English, Gang of Four, Twin Tribes, ABC, Ella Minus, The Vapors, The Soft Moon, The Motels, Glass Spells, Animotion, a name that I don't know how to pronounce, Gavillo, G-V-L-L-O-W. All right, I will skip them based on name alone. Ricky, Urban Heat, and Arat. I will skip Arat. them too based yes. on name alone. No, it's okay. See, this is where you got to be careful because this year, some of these younger bands that are you know carrying the banner of Dark Wave and Synth Rock and Synth Pop, there are some like bands that are new that have put out music in the last couple of years mm -hmm. and we have to support them. And actually, like what I'm talking about, um, I'm, I'm going to have like five bands that I, I would want to see their full set. And at number five for me, Urat, that it's a dark wave, cold wave, goth rock band. They go on stage on the uh, outsider stage at 245. And I would be there for that one just to see it because, you know, there's going to be a lot of people with uh black eyeliner and like the goths are going to be there for that and i definitely would want to see that band that whole set just to soak it in it may suck it may suck horribly but i th but you know doing my research like i was saying I'm going to go through my whole day. So, of course, I think the, the gates open like at noon. You never yes. want to get to a festival when the gates open. It's a waste of time. And it's $15 beers and $45 hamburgers. And um, if you're lucky, the liquid gold water in the can will be only five bucks. But it's Southern California. It may be eight to ten. So you want to be really cool about this. So you get hopped up before you get there. And then you figure out how you're going to get the fifth, but it's going to be shoved in your pants. And it can't be like where your ding dong is. It has to really go by your taint because they always want to feel it. I mean, am I lying or what? And like when I went to U-Fest, the guys were super cool. Uh, my son and I, we didn't get there until after like I had buddies in line. They're like, this line's crazy. We can't even get in. So we waited like about an hour or two and then we got there. So gates open at noon. I might be saying their name wrong. You might have said it right, but you rot. They're out of L.A. on the outsider stage at 245. That's the first set I want to see from start to finish, just to hang out with all the goss and just really get into the the cruel world mode. You know, like just I think that would really I'm already going to be a few whiskeys in by this point. Like I said, I'm going to get hopped up before I walk in because every drink and everything's going to be outrageous. Oh, I will. But, you know, one thing I was really surprised that at U-Fest, the line for the merch booth went on for hours like it was wrapped around for hours people wanted hmm. to buy the t-shirts i was really surprised to see the merch booth so busy for so long and uh so but you know buying like i said liquid gold or is it li liquid death liquid gold liquid, liquid death, death. The, the water the water was five water. bucks a can uh. and uh, i bought a few of those because you know where are you gonna get water and it's arizona and it was still a nice day nice breeze but it was still hot I'm rambling on, uh, but that first set, I'm going to see them on the outsider stage. Urat at 2.45. Okay. Urat. They're out of LA. Speak English, you bastards. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that to them. I, however, you should never name your band G-V-L-L-O-W. Now, but before you say them, these guys could be really messed up. They might have been sexually abused as children, wow. and they have a lot of pain, and they got something to say. I'm just saying. You went Art. dark fast, but I mean, it is, you well, know, it's dark wave, dark, dark wave. Yeah. And gotcha. so you never know what pain is these people. I don't know who they're boys, girls, if they're non-binary, whatever. I would want to maybe walk by, but because they start at 220. So I would watch the first few little songs to see if they say anything to me before I head over to the outsider stage. Well, I mean, you bring up a good point because it is easy for us old fogies to dismiss some of the newer, lesser known bands. Because there are so many 
big names on the bill that you know we all know and love. But my recommendation is listen to some of these newer bands, hit Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, whatever your system of choice is, and see if it grabs you. So last year, I did this. And, you know, some of them I didn't really care for. But one band that I really loved was this band from L.A. Automatic. And their album, Excess, which came out shortly after Cruel World, actually ended up being one of my most played albums of 2022. So definitely don't overlook some of the bands. This year, one of the bands that I'm looking most forward to is actually a band that I am familiar with because my son Julian, who is also going to Cruel World with me, he introduced me to this band about five years ago. It is a Belarusian cold wave band called Molchat Doma. They sing entirely in Russian rather than Belarusian, but don't let that put you off. This is dark spectral music powered by icy synths and drum machines that would appeal to fans of Joy Division, The Cure, Depeche Mode. You really don't have to understand a word to know that they're singing about doom, gloom, and a dystopian society. You can hear it all over Igor Shutko's haunting, droning voice and the minimal echo-laden music. And I figure that if you're going to Crew World, I mean, you're kind of into that thing, right? up Molchat Doma set as will Julian and hopefully you will too so that's my number five Molchat Dome where, where are they playing which uh, stage do you know uh, they're they're up actually higher on the bill so I'd imagine they're towards oh, the there. end on one of the stages yes they are on the sad girl stage starting at 415 okay 415 sad girl stage thank you yep. you're welcome okay so after I go and see that new band that uh, I'll find out if I like them or not, but I'm going to be hanging out with the Goss. I'll leave there and I'm going to go see the motels at least a little bit um, because the motels, I've always liked them. Uh, Martha, what's her last name? Martha Davis. Help, help. Davis. Yes. If you ever get a chance, she did a um, early version of take my breath away. That was made famous by Berlin. You ever hear that on mm. YouTube? Mm -mm. No. Yeah. Uh, the, the writer of the song, like they had Martha Davis do it first and then Berlin, what's the chick's name in that band? Terry Nunn. Thank you. Again, I, I could picture no her face. I could draw. I was just talking to my sister about this name's just, boy, I, it's the dementia. So Terry Nunn, um, she kind of said, screw you. I'm going to do it my way. And it became a huge hit for Berlin. So Terry Nunn, you stick to your guns, lady. And um, But I would want to see the motels. And then kind of uh, now that you talked me into uh, Malche Doma, want to go see them, you know, just to... Uh, Kind of like uh, we are the world, you know, Russia, U.S. having our problems, the war in Ukraine. But let's think about the ind individual individual. Wow. Right. Whew. Yeah. Uh, something let's like think that. about them, the individual and not, you know, the world politics. And I definitely like to go see them. Then, of course, the vapors, they're going to be on the outsider stage from 345 to 415. So at 408, get over there. You can watch them doing turning Japanese. And then it's pretty much over, whatever. So the next band, I'm going to watch the whole set. It's on that outsider stage after the Vapors. And it's going to be at 440 ABC. Now, last July, Brett, thank you so much. Helped me get StubHub on my phone. I saw ABC and uh, Dana Point. Awesome. Bucket list thing. Love ABC. Always have since early MTV since I started listening to really the music that I enjoyed. Um, so ABC is the whole, I'm, I'm watching that whole time and I'm going to love it. I'm going to be singing the songs. I'll probably be that idiot holding up my phone, uh, videoing things, different parts of songs instead of just watching it. Cause I don't understand. We saw this at Coachella. Everybody had like, you have the whole world in front of you. And people are watching the concert on their little six inch screen yeah. for, you know, cause they got to get outside validation. But for a few songs on ABC, I'm sure that I would be doing the same thing.
Uh, so from 440 to 515, outside of stages where I would be my number four, I guess. I Again, I don't have any numbers, but this is the whole set. ABC, I'm not leaving at that time. So that's the next set I would watch start to finish. So number four is ABC, not the motels. My list, the one that I'm saying is the, is the ones I want to see the whole set. Gotcha. I, I would walk by the motels and try and see them. If I saw something, wow. And then uh, Mulchadoma, now that I want to go see them, again at 408, I would be at the outsider stage so I can watch the Vapors doing Turning Japanese, the one and only song I know that they do. I'm sure, Brett, Damn. you can name a 75 other ones that they have, not me. And then ABC is the one, they get on stage at 440, I'm watching their whole set start to finish. And that's a trick question because the Vapors have not put out 75 songs. Oh, I, I believe it. But God, God love them. I'm glad that they had Turning Japanese. I had no idea what that meant when I was a young kid. And now, of course, that song would never be played on the radio. So most of my list is going to consist of artists that I never seen, or at least I don't recall seeing. But my number four is actually one that I have seen in fairly recently, and I can't wait to see him again. And it's Gang of Four. When we had Gang of Four drummer Hugo Burnham on this very show during our second season, he hinted that there was some really big news in the works at the time. This is why you need to listen to only three lads if you're not used to listening to us. That big news came to fruition last year when the unimaginable happened. So let's back up. 2020, Andy Gill, who had been the only constant member of the band and whose slashing, stuttering guitar was arguably the defining feature of their sonic attack, died of pneumonia in 2020. Tragic, sudden, unexpected. Was it COVID? It was pneumonia. A pneumonia. It, I mean, it could have been because it was February of 2020 before I think really we yeah. were quite as, as hip to COVID. So it could have been. Yeah, But you figure Andy Gill dies, that's the end of the band, right? How do you replace Andy Gill? Well, turns out that there is only one way to carry on. First of all, you get the original singer, John King. You get Hugo Burnham behind the kit. You get early 80s bassist Sarah Lee back together with one of the few guitarists who's fit to hold Andy Gill's guitar strap, that being David Pajo from Slint, whose style is faithful and respectful to Gill, but it has enough of his musical personality to let you know that he is no mere clone. So last year in this sweaty little San Diego club, the Casbah, standing right on the side of the stage, Brian and I were treated to a charged set of Gang of Four classics that still 100% sounded as relevant and fiery as ever. John King remains one of the most magnetic frontmen ever. Tall, lanky, staring right through you. I mean, to use the word intense is an absolute gross understatement. When he's smashing a microwave with a baseball bat five feet in front of you on stage, he is downright dangerous. Hugo introduced me to John and Sarah, and they were kind enough to sign the CDs that Brian and I brought along. So really cool. It was an unforgettable night then. And I know I'll miss the intimacy of seeing them at that small venue, but I can't wait to see Gang of Four feed off of a bigger crowd. So please, please, if you are there, make a point of checking out Gang of Four. And Gang of Four, they'll be on the Outsider stage starting at 550 right after the ABC set. So we would probably walk by high five, Brett, yep. as I'm walking over towards Gary Newman. Now, Gary Newman, he starts at 555 on the Lost Boys stage. So he's on right before Billy Idol. I would watch, I think, his whole set. So um, from ABC, because I got to watch that whole set, because I'm really in modern English. They hit the stage, the sad girl stage at 510. So I'm going to watch them a little bit. You know, modern English, I'll stop the world and melt with you. Of course, you got to check them out. You should. They're actually really good live. I saw them five years ago. Yeah, yeah no, love to. But it's not like the one who oh, I'm got to see modern English. But Gary Newman's one of those guys. I think you got to hang out with him a little bit. Such a career. And then, of course, and you know, he was really a pioneer of this whole genre of music. And it's just, um, I would have to totally hang out with him. 
I think, for his whole set. That's my next pick. Gary Newman, 555 on the Lost Boys stage. Do you have any idea what I'm saying, by the way? I I don't. Okay, perfect. I'm kind of following along. Okay, good. The thing is with Cruel World, there's, I think, four different stages, right? It's the same thing this year? There's three different stages. Yeah, there's the Lost Boys stage, the Sad Girls, and then the Outsider stage is the main stage. All right. You're kind of bouncing around. So your little spiel here is perfect for Cruel World because that's exactly what you'll be doing. You'll be ping-ponging from stage to stage all day trying to catch as much as the sets, you know, if they overlap that you want to see, but an intelligent choice. So my number three is an artist who I amazingly have never seen live. He was actually supposed to be at the festival, the first one, but then, you know, again, thanks COVID. He had other engagements by the time it finally rolled around. So it is Gary Newman. Yay. It is. Yeah. I definitely have to see Gary Newman. Now I of course have been drawn to Gary Newman's synth poppy stuff cars our friends electric we are glass down in the park etc etc arch artsy synth pop of the highest degree while he could have just as easily been banished to the 80s where they now been instead you mentioned it he continues to challenge evolve and has gained a whole new audience in the goth and industrial world in fact When you listen to him live, and I've seen a lot of videos of him live, even though I've never seen him in the flesh until this Saturday, it seems like he has even more confidence in his newer material than he does playing his old. So forget the frail, pale, robotic-looking dude from the Cars video who remained almost motionless and emotionless. Nowadays, he's got this tuft of jet black hair, and he's got makeup that looks like something out of an apocalyptic horror movie scene. His arms are covered in tats. He looks and commands the stage with the energy and confidence of a man at least 20 years his junior. It's amazing. He prowls, he poses, he jumps, he bangs his head. Make no mistake, he may be a synth pop pioneer, but you are not in store for a guy standing in front of a laptop pushing buttons. This is a rock show that you're going to see with Gary Newman. He's got this insanely powerful band. I believe he has two guitars with him that just shred. He's got a bassist, a drummer. He's got keyboardists. They breathe new life into his old material so that it seamlessly fits with his newer material. The sound to me is closer to Nine Inch Nails, which I know coming from me may not sound like a compliment, but I mean, it's really enjoyable. And I would bet that Trent Reznor wishes that he could still move like Gary Newman does right here, right now, today. He's a force of nature. I mean, maybe he is a robot after all. Who knows? But I can't wait to see him in action. Gary Newman. Great pick. Thank you. Intelligent. Intelligent pick. Gosh, I know I liked you for some reason. There it is. One of them. I'm still figuring out why you like me. (laughs) Trying to figure that out. I don't know. You make me look good. That's why. So that's why, man. It's 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 you. It's I mean, it's it's me that I worry about, not you. Totally. Well, I I only make you look good when I'm standing next to you. (laughs) Like, that guy's revolting. Oh, Uncle Greg, he's a stud muffin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what happened. (laughs) What a fox. Yeah. I was just telling somebody recently, like when my mother passed away. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Um, But when my mother passed away, you know, like you make like those collages or, you know, like the tribute type with all the photos. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, this might be too much information, but uh, I'm going to share a piece of me, okay? So, um, and I don't know if anyone feels this way, but uh, when my mom passed away, we started looking at pictures so that we could put part of this collage. None of like the professional, like we went to someplace to take a family photo, but any other picture, like any Polaroid or like at a party or a picnic picture, she cut herself out. Mm. And I'm starting to get why she did that. I don't like to look at myself in pictures. I guess I have this fantasy of what I look like. And then when I see myself, I'm like, holy cannoli. That's not what my mind's eye sees when I shut my eyes. And so I get it. So it, I like to see you in pictures. So like, oh, there's my friend Brett. And then with me, I'm like, oh, so I have this demon in my head talking to me all the time. I mean, I try and shoot it down, but, it, you know. I'm the same way. We've yeah. we've talked about this before. I, th- I think yeah. we both suffer from a little bit of uh, either body dysmorphia or there's there's some sort of clinical fancy uh, psychology term for it. Some like like maybe like seven syllable world a word yeah. that we got to yeah. deal with. Yeah, probably. So as long as we like each other, yeah. then we're a complete pair. 
you really are one of the highlights of my week. Like, you know, it's like Likewise. most of the time, you know, it's like my life hanging out with this community. Most of my life, I feel like I'm pushing up a freaking rock up a hill. And then when I get to like, like people like, you know, like all the NBA, the Suns, like, I'm sorry, I barely have a emotional connection with myself. So if you think I have some emotional connection with a little game where, you know, you put the ball in the basket, I don't really care. Now, what I like about professional sports or the Phoenix Suns is that you like cross socioeconomic lines. You know, you have people who would never hang out, would never talk to each other, hugging in the streets because you're pulling all in the same direction for the love of maybe a sports team like the Suns or whatever. So I like seeing that. But I, I don't care. I'm not going to feel bad if they lose. I'm not going to. I'm happy when they win, and everybody yeah, else is right. happy. But there's no emotional like, you know, like us oh, sons, like those people who are depressed and they want to just scream and they break things or they punch their TV. I never get that. The only thing that makes me feel is music. And so that's why I dive in. Now, I did news for 16 years. That probably has something to do with it. You can only hear so many kids dying and so many. Everything's a lie. And it's like you become really jaded. I was already a jaded human being before that. Now, put it on a Hemi, uh, put it on testosterone, whatever you want to do. So now I'm really jaded. And it doesn't matter what tribe you want to subscribe to. I like the red team. I like the, they're all liars. They only care about you every two, four, and six years. I've said that before. I truly believe that. They're all just trying to move the money around to, you know, help them. Everyone acts like they're trying to do something great for the world. It just, I've seen it. I've seen it. And maybe you don't feel that way, but I think a lot of people do. And so, the only thing that makes me feel is music, and this is why I'm into it, and this is why I love hanging out with this community, and why I feel like it's the only time I could kick back and relax and have a great time and not push that freaking rock up the hill. I feel like Gary Newman angered you at that last set. No, Gary Newman, totally. I would love to see him. Don't get me wrong. No. Hey there. This is Hugo. Hugo Burnham from the Gang of Four. And you are listening to Only Three Lads podcast. Keep listening. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 03L Spotlight.
This week, we shine the spotlight on the Midnight Sailors, the new project from amazingly talented singer-songwriter Rich Longley and guitarist David Osborne, who share a fondness for Al Stewart, The Lilac Time, and songs about memories, childhood, and history. They've produced a marvelous self-titled concept album of sorts about their experiences, and along with the ornate beauty and ambitious song structures of the aforementioned influences, I also hear dashes of the go-betweens and the clientele, and probably the best banjo flourishes you'll hear on a pop record this year. Now, I'd be lying if I said that this album didn't make me a little angry because the songs are so good and so well constructed and it's such a complete statement as an album that I can't fathom why it's not getting more exposure. So right here, right now, let's try to change that, shall we? So check them out at themidnightsailors.bandcamp.com. Now, here's a gorgeous cut from The Midnight Sailors. This time, it was me. I'll tell you my next set that I'm watching the full way through at 7:30, the Human League hits mm. the sad girls stage. You know, the Human League, I just the um history of that band and who they've been and where they've gone and really if you really think about it, they kind of were the first that I've ever heard kind of do like really that synth pop stuff that took off in 82 with Don't You Want Me Baby and of course that song will start at 8:10 on the Sad Girls stage that will be their last song of their set especially in the US they're really an important band 
and they've done a lot of things. And I think people will be like, I didn't know that was them. Oh, well, I didn't know that was them. And it's just one of those bands. You may know them from Don't You Want Me, but you're going to be blown away with what else they've also done. Human League would be the next act that I want to see the full set. Okay. I have to. I definitely will check out the Human League as well. They didn't make my top five, but I have never seen them before, so I will definitely make a point of doing that. Number two for me, I feel like you may have poo-pooed them earlier, but it's going to be the Vapors. Words alone cannot convey how much I stink and love the stinking Vapors. And I'm sure a lot of Cruel World goers are going to be like you mentioned, Greg, they're going to say, oh, those are the turning Japanese guys. And maybe they'll stay and listen to turning Japanese. Or maybe they'll walk right past the stage to get to Gavelta Fish or whatever the heck that band name is. But you and me, dear listeners, we know better. Or at least if you don't, I'm going to hip you to it. The Vapors were one of the great bands of the mod revival of the late 70s, who ironically never quite got their due respect because they had a hit that ended up defining their career. Their first album, New Clear Days, is near perfect. It includes Turning Japanese, but it also includes a lot of other great songs. Their second album is no slouch either. Plus, they had a jam connection, which makes them extra cool in my mind, because jam bassist Bruce Foxton discovered them, they toured with the jam extensively, and John Weller, Paul Weller's father, managed them. So the core of the band, singer-songwriter, guitarist Dave Fenton, highly underrated songwriter, bassist Steve Smith, guitarist Ed Balzaget, they got together a few years back with Jamaican drummer Michael Bowes and Dave's son Dan, mainly playing gigs in the UK, and then, amazingly, 39 years after their second album, they returned with their third album in 2020 called Together. And here's the thing, it's really good. So, friends, head over to Hear the Vapors because we know you'll want to bounce along to Turning Japanese, but also listen to News at 10, Jimmy Jones, Waiting for the Weekend, 60 Second Interval, and new tracks like Crazy and Novocaine. Am I looking forward to the Vapors? I really think so, think so, think so, think so. I like the way you did that. That was very Thank artistic. Thank you. <laughs> now tell me, for somebody like me who knows the Vapors only for turning Japanese, what's the one other song I should listen to before the Cruel World Festival? The one song that you should listen to, I'm gonna say Spiders. Spiders, okay. Spiders, that was from their second album and it's got a little more of like synth poppy angularity. But really, that whole first album is a winner. Okay. Can't go wrong. Can't go I never, wrong. I've never dived into the vapors. And I think, you know, Turning Japanese, great song. We all know it. Everybody mm -hmm. knows it. Um, so I'm going to check out Spiders. Thank you for that. I appreciate you it. You got it. So after Human League gets off stage, I'm going to head over, of course, to Love and Rockets. I'm going to have a boner the whole time. Not because I'm sexually attracted to the band. But you are. But because it's just where I know where I'm supposed to be. But... I'm going to have to leave early because they go from 8.15 to 9.15 on the Outsiders stage. On the Sad Girls stage, from 8.50 to 9.50 is Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop is 76 years old. He may die on stage at this festival. I hope he doesn't. God, please, no. No. I hope he doesn't. That's a very poetic rock and roll way for Iggy to go out at some Wouldn't point. Wouldn't it be like, like people are like, He's walking and people are, you know, on people's hands going through the stage. Or maybe he does like one of those back uh, bends and then his back breaks and his heart blows up or something. I'm just saying, wow, <laughs> I'm going to have to watch Iggy Pop's whole set. And not that I know his whole catalog, but he's one of those godfathers to me of this genre. And I have to pay him homage and respect 
he would be, I guess, my number one, my number, you know, I, this is, this would be the fifth set for sure. I'm watching the whole way through just to soak it in and so that I can say, I saw Iggy Pop at the Cruel World Festival from 8.50 to 9.50. He's got a whole hour set on the Sad Girl stage. And then after his was over, because at 9.50, Susie Sue starts on the main stage, I'd walk over to her, but I'm not walking away from Iggy Pop until, you know, I see him. Remember uh, that he had the barrel and he was huffing on stage. Whatever he does now, whether it's eating kale or getting massages or getting zen or huffing, I'm staying for that whole set. It's probably huffing a barrel of oxygen now. Yeah, instead of a barrel of fumes, a barrel of gasoline, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm all for it. And I'm sticking with Iggy Pop that whole set because I definitely want to be able just to, t I don't have to tell anybody else. Like I go to a lot of things. I do a lot of things. I don't put on social media. I'm kind of, since I'm done with like news and not a, a, a news anchor anymore, it's so refreshing not to be in the know of everything. And, and uh, I don't need the outside validation. So I just want to just know for myself, I saw Iggy Pop whole set. And I'm going to love it. So there you go. That's the one I'm watching the whole way through. Hashtag Iggy forever. Follow me on Insta. Oh, Maybe. Sorry. No, you're doing it just for you. Okay. Well, I agree. I am going to see Iggy. The reason why I did not pick Iggy on my list is I saw Iggy at Coachella with the Stooges when they reunited. When you see Iggy with the Stooges, I mean, even if it's a, a latter day kind of morphed version of the Stooges. I mean, you can't get much better than that. So I will probably leave Iggy early if they overlap. And I am going to head over to the whatever it is, the main stage, the outdoor stage and go see my number one, Susie, because this is the first time she has played live in a decade. Mm -hmm. And feel free to fact check on this, but I believe that it's been about since 2007 since she played on American soil. Now, here's the thing. I think I may have seen Susie and the Banshees at Coachella in 2002 because I know I was there and I have vivid memories of other acts from that year. I know Bjork headlined that year and I remember Bjork set perfectly. She came out looking resplendent in a swan dress. I remember flailing around like a dumb rave kid to the Chemical Brothers. I remember watching Cake to humor my wife because she was a Cake fan, and I... You better not talk crap about Cake. Uh, they were a little boring. I'll, I'll put it that way. Really? Wow, man. They were a little boring. Miss Vargo and I, we needed to hang out and go see Cake together. Yeah. yeah. You're going to drive us. We're going to get drunk, and we're going to get hammered. Right. Done. Your designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I remember a lot of the acts at Coachella 2002, but for the life of me, I cannot remember anything about Susie and the Banshees. And I swear I did not drink a drop. I didn't take peyote or anything. I just don't remember. I don't know. Maybe I fell asleep. I, who knows? But anyway, I am definitely not going to miss Susie. I'd like to put on my rose-colored glasses and think that this is the start of her return and she's going to be back to stay for a while. But I have to treat this no other way than this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see the Ice Queen of Punk, the Princess of Goth, the Woman of a Thousand Costumes, whatever you want to call her. So anyway, I know she's played a gig or two in Europe already, but I am not spoiling anything. I don't want to know the set. I don't want to know if she lost anything off her voice. I don't want to know if she can't move around the stage like she used to. I just want to live in the moment. Number one, Cruel World. The reason why I click buy now for those tickets, Susie Sue. I totally agree. Like I said, Iggy Pop gets off the stage at 9.50. Her set starts at 9.50 on the main stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Iggy Pop, he's on the Sad Girl stage. And then, like I said, Susie Sue, she starts at 9.50. A lot of people are upset that the Banshees are not there. Um, don't know why, don't know whatever, but whatever. But um, 
I definitely would definitely end my day. It's going to end on a high note with Susie Sue. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be like just stand there, chop it up, and snort it in. It's going to be exhilarating. What's another good word? Um, luxurious. luxurious. It's going to be it, it the be best very day luxurious. of your life. It, it'll be like a five-star resort. Uh, yeah. This is going to be such a great show. So bummed out. With a hot stone massage. I wouldn't be into that. Now, mud, I would like to get into the mud, you know, feel like that warmth, the weight on you, like a weighted blanket, like a hug from your dead mom. But like the hot stones, I don't get that crap. You know, that's mm -hmm. like artsy fartsy for me. But hey, if you're into it, stick those stones where the shun don't shine. Who cares, man? Where the shun don't shine. Where the sun does. Uh, again, English, always kind of a challenge for me. I have butchered my share of words today. I oh, know. Good. It's I know. very late. We are recording this one late. Yes. But we get somewhat of a pass. Uh, probably not, but no. it's okay. So let's go down our list. As I said, I'm not walking in when the gates open. I'm going to give it a little time because that way you're not in the crush and I'm getting hopped up wherever I'm at, you know, with just alcohol. I'm not going to do anything weird. Um, and then I'm going to see, say it for me, Urat. Urat. Arat, they're on the outsider stage at 245. That's the first set. I'm watching the whole thing because I know goths are going to be all over and I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to smell cloves. It's going to take me back to my high school years. I'm going to love it. And then I'm going to go see ABC on the outsider stage. That's one I can't miss at 440. And then Gary Newman, he is going to be on the Lost Boys stage. His set starts at 555. Then I'm heading over to Human League on the Sad Girls stage. That's at 7.30. Love and Rockets, it pains me that I won't be watching your whole set, but I'm definitely going to watch as much as I can. But I have to go see Iggy Pop. I, I, it's like one of those things I'm just going to have to do, even if it sucks balls, I'm going to have to watch the whole thing just to say I did it. You know, it's like one of those things. And then Susie Sue, of course, I'm heading over there. But, of course, my top five would be Arat. And then it was going to be ABC, Gary Newman, Human League, and then Iggy Pop. So I have changed my course, and I'm just going to watch Gavillo, and then I'm going to leave. Yeah, you're Done. high as a kite. Forget Done. It. That's yeah. all I need. All right, so my number five, I was not as uh, methodical and planned everything out. You like to follow a route. I just throw caution to the wind. So my number you're five. Crazy. I you're am, crazy. I'm crazy that way. I am not going to have any schedules. Just, just wait. Yes. <laughs> Just wait. I'm I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna have a fat dube. <laughs> yeah. And a dube is a hot dog <laughs> to Brett. So just you know. Uh, last year, and I don't know if it was just because Morrissey was playing, but last year it was all uh, vegetarian cuisine. So we'll see. Yeah, see how it is. Well, I, like I've, I told you, there was one. I'm sure on episode three or four, I talked about what was it? Must have been Lollapalooza, but I remember him on stage just bitching. Because mm -hmm. all he could smell was hamburgers. He was not happy. Yep. Yep. He does that from time to time. Mm -hmm. So my number five was Molchat Doma. Number four was Gang of Four. Number three was Gary Newman. Number two, The Vapors. Number one, Susie. All right. So um, just for, as the kids say, shits and giggles, I know that you paid for your ticket and Julian's ticket. He's your son. He's a college student. How much did you pay for these tickets? Uh, I believe I got in on the 179 tier. I didn't like how they did it. So I bought tickets the minute they went on sale. And they have, of course, this queue where you have to wait in line. Mm -hmm. And they had tiered pricing. So they had the first tier was $159. They, they aren't different tickets. It's just that if you're in that first group, you pay $159. Well, somehow, by the time I got in, it was like 20 seconds after they went on sale. Oh, tier one is sold out. You're in tier two, which is 179. Bastards. Yeah, I, I thought that that was just pretty dumb. Here's the thing with this flexible pricing that they have mm -hmm. now. What you should do, this is what I did at UFest. Now, I could have went online and bought my tickets, and then you got to pay the fees and all that stuff. It would have been 108 bucks, right, with all the right. fees. Same tickets. I walked up. I did it old school. Walked up to the box office and said, can I buy tickets? They Now, everything's cashless. Yeah. I don't know if Cruel World will be cashless. More than likely, it will. I'm sure it will, yeah. So when you walk up to the box office, it's usually nobody's there. 
it's weird. That's why it's like, can I, uh, this is what happened at UFest. I walked up and said, cause I could have bought it online. Like I said, 108 bucks for two general admission lawn tickets. So I walk up to the um, box office and said, can I buy tickets here? But he was like, yeah, I always buy it to the box office. $86. And you got to actually engage in human interaction. I did. And wow. we had germs that, you know, crossed between us because I gave her my card. She gave me tickets. Oh, it was freaking great because it built my immune system and I got to see a great show all in the same card. So you probably shook her disease. Yeah. So I'm just saying, go mm -hmm. to the box office. Do not buy your tickets online because if it's Ticketmaster, um, whatever it is, StubHub, anything else, bend over and say, ah, uh, go to the box office. If you haven't got your tickets yet and buy them there, you will save money, but you're still going to pay. God, beers at UFest were $15, $17. And then they're asking for a tip. You don't want to be a dick. So, you know, you give them 15%. There's another $2 or whatever. Yikes. So I think I paid $17, $18. I bought one beer. And then I bought um, four uh, liquid death water in the can because you got to look cool. You know, of that's course. what it is. So yep. even for, even pe for people who are sober, makes you look cool. You know, liquid death, it's a little bit rock and roll. And, uh, but it's five bucks. So there's 20 bucks that I paid for water there. So just know that um, hydrate, if you can get any sort of intravenous type stuff, maybe you can hire, it'd be cheaper to hire a nurse to come to your hotel room in the morning, get really hydrated. Like I said, if you're going to be sneaking anything in like a fifth, it's got to go towards your taint. Don't think that they're not going to know that, you know, you got this glass boner. So towards your taint, they won't go there. Um, you may walk a little funny, but just, you know, you got east, west, north, and south with, with the fifth. But that's what I'd be sneaking in. These are wise words, Gramps. I've, I've done it a long time. I've actually smuggled marijuana on planes, all right? I've done oh, that. Man. I can tell you how to do that, uh, at least in the olden days. And so I'm just saying that's probably the way how to do it. You know, just to have a good day. It's going to be a great day. I mean, so many cool people are going to be there. And it's not one of those concerts where every, like, you know, these walls of meat, you know, 18, 25-year-old guys, oh, you walked into me. Everyone's going to be super cool. That's why I'm really bummed out that I missed it. I'm sure it's going to be like that. Yeah, there's plenty of room to get around. It's really going to be a great day, especially if it's not a million degrees. Yeah, 80. But remember, guys, bring a hoodie tie it around your waist because if you have any female with you at some point she's going to get cold at night then your whole day can go downhill quick well i'm going to miss you greg if for some reason you change your mind and you end up going love to have you maybe you never know i am a weird guy where i'm very impulsive right wouldn't you agree with yep, that i i would agree yeah, i would agree so you never know um it's just it's one depends. of the things i love about you <laughs> one of many yeah, so what are we going to do next week? Oh, should we hit the randomizer? Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Shall we stop it now? Uh, yeah, we don't have a guest to say stop, huh? We don't. All right. No. Stop! How's about the top five girl songs and girl... I feel like we're playing like Jeopardy or something here. Girl is in quotes, so that is songs that have the word girl in the title girl in title yep hmm put that in your pipe and smoke it yeah it's gonna be fun we may even have to conjure up a guest yeah possibly that will show up what would be a good girl guest for that kate pearson if you're listening you think that kate will show up with um iggy and do candy remember, no. remember that no i you don't, don't really because uh, I think that the B-52s may be in Vegas right now. Oh, well, yeah, but if they're in Vegas, that's just a hop, skip, and a jump. If it's the same night, then, yeah, I would agree. But yeah. if they're not playing that night, there's a possibility. I don't know. Maybe. Wouldn't that be cool? Maybe he'll bring up uh, one of the guys or girls from Gavillo to, to fill in. You never know. You never know. It's a crazy world out there. Be yourself. And uh, don't worry about what other people think and uh, treat people like how you want to be treated. I guess that's my bueno quote for this week. That is a good quote. I'm sure somebody will abuse you. I'm, I'm used to it. Whatever. <laughs>
<laughs> I procreated with a Latina. You think any of these people scare me? You're wrong. You fear nothing. <laughs> I've been through it, man. Oh. <laughs> no, nah, man. I've been through it. Oh, now you're having flashbacks. Well, so much for the short episode. We tried, though. We always try. Yeah, it just happens. But we had a lot of fun along the way, wouldn't you say? Hell yeah. Gosh darn it. Golly dang gee whiz. F and A. Hope to see some of you at Cruel World again. Hit us up. Let us know if you're going. Look out for you. Maybe we'll uh, throw some O3L stickers your way if we see you. Have a safe, wonderful, joyous Cruel World. Those of you who can't make it, I'm sure there will be plenty of cell phone YouTube videos. And on that note, we will wave hello and say goodbye. The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8-track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at facebook.com slash only3lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.